are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here for the Locked On Big 12 Podcast today, brought to you by Built Bar. On today's show, it is the Bracket Mayhem First Two Rounds Recap. Uh, myself and a whole host of other Locked On hosts across Locked On College Sports Network break down the first two rounds Biggest stories, biggest upsets, uh, which conferences reign supreme. Uh, give you a hint, it was the Pac-12. And a whole lot more coming up on today's show. Hello, everybody. It is a Sunday night, a Monday night, rather, here on the Locked On Podcast Network. It is our bracket mayhem. We are just wrapping up the end of the second round of the 2021 NCAA Tournament, and we have a whole lot to get to on tonight's show. I am Josh Neighbors of Locked On Big 12. We've got Chris Gordy of Locked On SEC, Ken Gibbs of Locked On Wolfpack, uh, Jay Stevens of Locked On Buckeyes, and then Mike Luke of uh, Locked On Wildcats. And guys, we've got so much to get to tonight, so many big stories, but the one we have to go to first, not the Big 12's sorriness, not the lack of quality from the Big Ten. It's the Pac-12. And, Mike, four teams uh, we're going to be seeing into the Sweet 16 from the Pac-12. Who saw that coming? Yeah, and honestly, guys, it's it's not even so much they won. It's how they're doing it. I mean, these are just destructions. I mean, Iowa just looked totally outclassed. You're watching what USC did against Kansas, Oregon State. I had one team. I had Oregon making the Sweet 16. I didn't have anybody else making the Sweet 16. And now you got to kind of wonder, guys, where exactly does this stop? Because it's going to stop at some point because you got USC and Oregon matching up here in the next round. But I didn't see anything, any of this happening from what was, let's be honest, a fairly mediocre conference during the regular season. Yeah, at Oregon, I mean, we, we had no idea how they would look especially because they didn't play their first round game against VCU, uh, you know, with obviously VCU's COVID issues. We are going to have, I believe it is five double-digit seeds in the Sweet 16. And Jay, one of them uh, is Oral Roberts. They took out your Ohio State Buckeyes. They also took out, you know, the Florida Gators as well. This is a dangerous team and Arkansas is a tough matchup for them. But Jay, this is a darn good basketball team Oral Roberts has. It's a darn good basketball team. It's a two-headed monster in Max A. Smith and Kevin O'Banner. And Ohio State had some of the issues that they had early in the season. Those show they go. Those got exposed once again during that first-round matchup, three o'clock Eastern on Friday. Everybody was probably watching it. Ohio State should have rolled right through that matchup, but the law firm of A. Smith and O'Banner was too much. Fifty-nine points combined, and it's not just against Ohio State. They're keep rolling. All Roberts. They did beat the Florida Gators, as you mentioned, and they're moving on to the Sweet 16, and they're a team with two guys in Aceman's and O'Banner. If you're not ready for that two-headed monster, you could get upset as well. Yeah, and I love the approach Paul Mills has had. It's been pretty fun to watch. Another one of those double-digit seeds, uh, it comes to us from the ACC, and somehow that old son of a gun, Jim Beheim, negotiates his way into the Sweet 16. Kenton, uh, quite a performance in the first couple rounds in the Syracuse Orange. First of all, I have huge news out of Syracuse. There's allegedly the star player, his dad and his mom have something going on. The coach and his mother have something going on. Big if true. 
I'm not sure. I'm working my sources to confirm. But no, seriously, old Booger Bayheim has found his way into the uh, Sweet 16. And, you know, it's such a Jim Bayheim thing to do that when everybody's saying the zone is done, and statistically it was. Statistically, the zone this year was worse than it's been in quite some time. The recruiting is as bad as it's been in quite some time up there in Syracuse. And this is the year that Jim and his son, Buddy, got it together, figured it out, and his son is hot as fish grease right now. The team is playing good defense. The length of that zone is giving teams troubles. So it's March. Anything can happen, like an 11 seed Syracuse making it to the Sweet 16. And then, Chris, the two teams out of the SEC that we thought would be forces to be reckoned with in Alabama and Arkansas have been. I mean, not you know a, a ton of obviously convincing wins, but that Arkansas win over Texas Tech was a very good victory. And Alabama really took care of Maryland today. Uh, talk about you know those two teams and really how they figure in. And you know, do you think one of them makes the Final Four? Yeah, when I filled out my bracket, I easily put Alabama and Arkansas both into the uh, the Sweet 16. I thought they would both get here relatively easy. Now, I thought they'd both be t- facing a tougher test here in the Sweet 16. I thought Alabama, you know, would probably be getting a date with three-seed Texas here, but instead both teams are getting double-digit seeds. And I was a little jealous when they are talking about the Pac-12 getting four teams in. I mean, Florida really led Oral Roberts for most of that game yesterday. They should have taken care of business there. And then LSU was, you know, fighting tooth and nail with Michigan all night tonight. I thought LSU, you know, if they could have hit some shots late, they could have been in there as well. So the SEC could have had four teams. At the end of the day, they end up with two, and it's the two teams we were expecting. And both of them really good. Arkansas led by Moses Moody and Justin Smith. They've been so good all year. And then Alabama, man, they come at you in waves. They can do it on defense. They can do it uh, with Jaden Shackelford, John Petty. But they're hitting threes at a ridiculous rate once again, and they're going to be a problem for whoever they face. Quick pause for the cause on today's show. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at Blue Chew. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in a chewable form at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets are all uh, combat all forms of ED and help men gain extra confidence for when it's time to perform. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. And it ships right to your door in a discreet package today. And we got a special offer for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you guys use the promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, Locked On at checkout, and pay just $5 in shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code Locked On to receive your first month free. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring this podcast. Today's show is also brought to you by betonline.ag. You guys in the deal, football season's over, but the NBA, college hoops, and NHL are in full swing. Major League Baseball is not too far behind it. They also even have awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website today, use your mobile device to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus using that promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, Locked On. So head to betonline.ag today to make your account. If you deposit $100, we'll give you an extra $50 to play with if you use that promo code Locked On. Once again, BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. I want to hear your favorite moment of the tournament so far, Chris, I'm going to go back to you first. 
Uh, probably Arkansas eking out that win against Texas Tech, and they got it done on defense. Texas Tech was going in for the layup to tie it, to send it to overtime. So, you know, maybe not the most exciting. I'm sure you guys will have some other ones, but it was such a gritty win for an Arkansas team that really deserved it. Ben, what do you got? I'm going to step outside my conference here. Uh, UC Santa Barbara, the ending of their game where it was uh, – they were playing the single-digit seed, but – the ending of that game was intense. I mean, it's coming down. They're fighting tooth and nail, looking to pull off an upset there. And literally a, a shot that the big man, Sam, normally makes for them, misses just five inches to the right. And we have even more double-digit seeds that could possibly be in the Sweet 16. But just that they missed the one shining moment clip by this much. Jay? Loyola Chicago, man, sticking with the Big Ten, but a team that's lost in the Big Ten, the number one seed, Illinois, in the Midwest region. I think that the country was reminded about how good Porter Moser is at coaching and, and how good Loyola Chicago is with the train that they are on right now. I love Cam Cartwig. I love the defense. I love the offense. I love the movement. And the country got reminded to not sleep on Loyola Chicago. Illinois slept on them. And from start to finish, Illinois got rolled. Loyola Chicago moves on to the Sweet 16. All right, Mike. I'm going to go with uh, – I'm going to keep it in conference here because we don't get a lot that we get to talk about here in the Pac-12. But uh, I'm going to go with Oregon. And uh, when Luca Garza got it to eight points after getting, you know, 30 points or whatever, and Chris Duarte just going down the lane and dunking the ball, and then they go on a 6 nothing run after that. That really was kind of the moment to me where it realized that, man, this thing right here that's going on with the Pac-12, this might not be just a fleeting moment. This might be something serious. And let's kind of get into that conversation about it being something serious, or are we where we at during the regular season, guys? This is what I want to talk about. During most of the college basketball season – the conversation was Gonzaga, Baylor, the rest of the field. Baylor hits that COVID pause. Michigan starts playing really well, and as does Illinois. And so the conversation begins, you know, uh, people start getting kind of off the scent with Baylor. Could there be other teams that could compete? Well, here we are, the Sweet 16. Baylor and Gonzaga, I think, have been the two, two of the more convincing teams so far, and I want to push this question to everybody and take it wherever you guys want to go here. All right, and Mike, I'll go to you first on this. Are we back to Baylor and Gonzaga versus the field? Are we back at that point again? I, I really think so. Now, if you were to ask me, do I want both against the field? It's probably about 50-50 right there. But these are certainly the two best teams. I mean, this is, I think you can make the case this is Gonzaga's most well-rounded team from an athleticism and a skill perspective. And then you look at Baylor, and it was a great point you made about the COVID break, and they didn't look great. But so far, they've looked like they're back in business. And I'm not really breaking any news here, but if these two teams are playing their best ball, I think that they have the highest upside of any teams in the tournament. Jay, I'm going to you here. And do you think a team like Loyola is, is one that could upset the apple cart? Or is that narrative of Gonzaga Baylor versus the field what you're rolling with right now? I'm rolling with it as well. Have been for quite a long time. I have tried my hardest to put any type of Big Ten team, Illinois or Michigan, inside of that. I don't think Iowa is right there at all. Uh, but I couldn't do it. When it comes to those two teams, how they're made up, how they're playing, how how sound they are, how consistent they are. You see Baylor, when they're hitting on all cylinders, 
They're tough to stop. Gonzaga, nobody's done it all year long. Illinois, I mentioned that one team. They're not playing anymore. Talk about that earlier. Michigan, they're still playing, but at times, there are times that they don't even look like they can play with those two. I'm rolling with Gonzaga and Baylor against everybody else because they're just that good. What about you, Ken? I'm going to tell you like this. Um, I know that everybody wants to go Baylor and Gonzaga against the field, and, and this is the best Gonzaga team that I think we may have ever seen. Right. But but with that being said, in the words of Lee Corso, not so fast, my friend. You have a Florida State team that has depth, that has length, that has uh, experience, athleticism. There is not a single thing that you can say, oh, they just don't have this. They have perimeter shooting in space. They have perimeter defenders. They can switch one through four with most of the lineups they bring. And Hamilton brings an absolutely Hall of Fame-worthy coach behind those benches as well. Dewan Howard at his alma mater. Jay, for shame to not put Michigan in that category. For sh- I get it, you're an Ohio State guy, but you got to put some respect on those boys' names. They are playing great ball right now. And Baylor, while they do play great defense, at times offensively, they look lost out there. That's just the reality of it. When Baylor goes cold offensively, they go ice cold. If they do that against one of these better teams coming down the stretch, I don't know if we're seeing Baylor beat one of those teams when they're not on. Chris, Baylor can take a versus the field, or, or could one of those SEC teams have something to say about it? Yeah, I mean, I, I love uh, Alabama and, and, and Arkansas, but I'll give you a team outside the SEC to watch. is Houston. I think they're going to – wipe the floor with Syracuse I think that uh and then you know where they advance from there who they match up with the winner of Loyola Chicago Oregon State I think there's a real chance that this Houston squad uh Kelvin Sampson's a hell of a coach uh we've seen him do it year in and year out he's got a great uh group of guys with Grimes and Sasser and Giroux I I think Houston could be a team that could absolutely hang with the types that uh of Gonzaga and Baylor when it's all said and done but hey look I'm a betting man and Vegas knows something, and they like the Gonzaga and the Baylor guys. So I think there's I like a reason. Them. There's a reason the chandeliers in Vegas are very nice. There, there's a reason for that. All right, guys, rapid fire here. Give me what that one team, uh, and I know you guys gave me you know a couple of them, but give me a one team that you guys think could upset the apple cart. Mike, I go to you first. Uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it in the Pac-12, and I'm gonna go USC. And the only reason I'm doing that is because. You've got statistically the tallest starting five in the country. You've got possibly a top two, three pick at worst in Evan Mobley. You've got Isaiah Mobley next to him. When they go with that zone and you've got two seven-footers, a 6'9", and then 6'6", and 6'3", that can be something that's really problematic. And as good as Gonzaga is, I don't know that they are a – dominating team from an athletic standpoint. They certainly have a lot of shooters, but if they go cold with that kind of length that you can't really uh, practice against, that could be interesting. All right, Jay, what about you? I'm going to stick with the one team in the conference from the Big Ten that is still playing right now. It is. I would have to go with Michigan. Um, you you mentioned it earlier, Dewan Howard, the way that he's coaching his team up, the way that these boys are playing and right when you think you got them, right when you think that you're going to be able to stump on their throat, they find a way to come back. Shondi Brown with 21 points off the bench just uh, just today, earlier today. And I think that team right there with Michigan, as much as it may pain me to say this, um, they might be a team that could shock some people um, and make a deep tournament run. Uh, some people say it, some people don't, um, but they're just, they're really, really good. 
And Ken, are you are you going to roll with the uh, the Florida State Seminoles here like you did uh, a second ago? You know, I would love to, but them in Michigan, I feel like that's really a, a, a fielder's choice. You could go either way, and I don't think you could go wrong with either one of those teams. So when I look at the team that I think can upset the Apple Card and buy that, you mean upset the, the Baylors and the Gonzalez of the world, Alabama. Alabama, this UCLA team, they had some hot shooting nights. Good form, more power to them. That is not going to last forever. It just, it, it's not sustainable. You can't keep that going for forever. And with that being said, if Alabama rolls over them and has another night where they can rest all of their best players at the end of the game like they did their last game, then they're going to go into the uh, Elite Eight and the Final Four, in essence, with players who have not played significant minutes down the stretch because they've been up by so much early. And in, in the tournament, people really undervalue how much that means. You're playing less than the AAU situation where it's, two, three games in one day, but you're still playing at a higher volume than some of these players are necessarily used to, especially in a year like this where we've seen COVID pause here, even if it's not from your team, COVID pause there or whatever the case may be. You're seeing a high volume of playing. Alabama is blowing teams out and they're getting the luck of upsets happening. So I, they could be a team that definitely upsets the outcome. Chris? Yeah, my guy Kenton isn't uh he's he's about as smart as he looks. He's a good guy. He knows exactly what he's talking <laughs> about right there. Alabama. I'm I'm gonna go with the other SEC team. I know I've hit on him already, but Arkansas, I really think they could give Baylor some problems if they get him in the uh in the round of eight. So um I think Moses Moody is a guy that keeps climbing up draft boards. I was looking at some NBA mock drafts today. Last week they had him around five or six. Today they got him at fourth. I mean, they keep moving him up. He may be number two when it's all said and done here. So I uh, I think Arkansas is a team, when we talk about a team that can upset the apple cart and take down one of the remaining big dogs, I think Arkansas taking down Baylor in the next round is certainly a possibility. Today's show is also brought to you by the best tasting protein bar out there right now. That is Built Bar. Guys, go to bar underscore built on Twitter and you guys get to vote for your favorite Built Bar today. You got that fun bracket set up there. Once again, at bar underscore built and check back each day to see who is winning. And when you guys go to BuiltBar.com, you can buy their Built Go, Built Boost, uh, and all of those things. You guys use that promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-15. Once again, LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off on your next order at BuiltBar.com. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, so let's get to some game previews, some game picks, guys. A really eclectic uh, Sweet 16 slate, I think is the best way to say it. First game, we have a rematch of the 2018 West Regional Final between Florida State and Michigan. That was actually a really exciting game. I, I think that was the closest that Michigan came to losing in that NCAA tournament run. This is a really interesting game from several angles, obviously, for the rematch. Um, you know, new coach, Juan Howard, versus kind of the old guard and Leonard Hamilton. And uh, Mike, I'm going to go to you first. Pick for this game, uh, Michigan and Florida State. 
You know, I'm going to go with Michigan, but this is really, and this is kind of a cop-out. It wouldn't surprise me at all if Florida State, for some of the reasons it uh, was laid out earlier, did win this game. Leonard Hamilton, I think, is one of the more underrated coaches in college basketball. And I, I, I think this is going to be a close one. I do think, though, that Michigan just has a little bit more team cohesion. And I think being tested a little bit today against LSU was a good thing for him. Jay, are you going to pick uh, your heated rival? I am. Uh, I am picking Michigan, and actually my bracket is saying the same thing. I actually predicted this matchup before the tournament started, and I'm rolling with my bracket, rolling with the conference. Buckeye fans, you may hate me for this. I'm just going to be realistic. I think Michigan's going. Michigan will win this game by a single digits, probably a close one down the stretch. I do believe the Wolverines will be moving on to the Elite Eight. Kenton. Hell to the victors. That, no, but seriously, uh, Michigan's going to take this game. I think it'll be a close game. I think it will be a, a very good game. We've seen a lot of very exciting games. Can we clap it up one time for just how great these games have been so far? But I think that this is this is uh, going to be a, a very close game because these two teams match up so well in so many ways. I will say this. If Florida State can frustrate the front court, and I know that Michigan's guards have been – playing well, going down the stretch. But if they can frustrate the front court and push them around, we can see Florida State winning. But as it stands right now, I think that Michigan, like you said, Mike, too much team cohesion, and it, it means so much to them right now. And Florida State's best player, Barnes, is very young. He's not old enough to understand what this moment means. So it, it could mean that he doesn't have the jitters, but it also could mean he doesn't understand just what it means and just you may never be here again. He may not have that in them to understand like Michigan Steve does. Chris. Yeah, I, I love what I saw from Michigan tonight. I mean, obviously they had the size down low against LSU with with Hunter Dickinson. And, you know, he's a guy who can who can dominate down low, seven foot one. Um, but man, they killed LSU from the perimeter. And uh, you know, LSU was so concerned about slowing down the big man down low that they were able to get some easy shots. And Eli Brooks, my goodness, five big monster threes had a career night. I think they ride this momentum. I think Michigan's going to carry this into the game against Florida State, and I honestly think they win by double digits. Uh, two guys have been around the block, Syracuse's Jim Beheim and Houston's Kelvin Sampson. Those two teams are squaring off in the Sweet 16 as well. Rapid fire here, fellas. Going back to you, Chris, to start us off. Who do you have, the 2-3 zone or the fast-paced Houston Cougars? Yeah, Houston's just too good. Uh, like I said, Kelvin Sampson and his team, they play with fire against Rutgers. I think they come out on fire against Syracuse and put them away early. Quentin Grimes, so good. They have had some guys banged up. Giroux was uh, playing through an injury the other night, gutted it out, got him 17 points. And a guy who's Sasser, who's been so good for them all year, had a really, really off night shooting. It was just one for nine from the field. I think he bounces back, and I think Houston wins easily against Syracuse. Ken, real quick. Uh, the fact of the matter is, the Buddy Bayheim show is over. Uh, the clock has struck midnight on this Cinderella. Time for that slipper to come on off. Houston's going to take care of it. Jay. The zone gets busted. I got Houston. Mike. Yeah, I'm going to agree with all you guys. I think this is oh Kelvin Sam's team. And, uh, yeah, I think they move on. I'm, I'm the only one who feels differently than you guys. All right. Uh, moving on next, I believe uh, – we'll make sure I don't uh, – there we go. Villanova and Baylor. This is a super interesting game. Now, Villanova, really not the hardest schedule to guys come in here. But, look, no Colin Gillespie. They've gotten the job done. And so I'm going to go here first to Mike. 
What do you think here, Mike, in, in this game uh, between Baylor and Villanova? I, I, I'm rolling with Baylor. What do you got? I'm super curious to see what the line is on this game. Six and a half, I believe, my friends at Bet Online. Six, six and a half. Yeah, that's about where I would put it. I think Baylor wins this game, but man, with the way that, like you said, with Gillespie being out, that's a, obviously a big loss. But Jay Wright come tournament time, you don't necessarily want to go against. But I still think that this is a little bit different of a Baylor squad. I would probably take, uh, I would probably take Baylor, but I don't, I wouldn't lay those points. All right, I can't see Jay, so uh, so we're gonna roll with Chris next. Oh, we got Jay back. All right, uh, we'll go Chris, then then we'll go to Jay. <laughs> Chris, yeah, I think the the mullet man keeps think. Yeah, I think the mullet man keeps things rolling for uh, Baylor. I think uh, is is just that man, they're so good. It was so fun to watch yesterday, and uh, they've been dominating. I think Villanova is lucky to be here. I think a lot of people had them on episode alert in round one against Winthrop. I think Baylor handles business. All right, Jay. We're doing picks for this game? We are doing Baylor, uh, yeah, Baylor Villanova picks. I'll make it quick. I'll just go one word, Baylor. I love that. Uh, Ken. It's tournament time. It's Jay Wright. It's a lot of things going for Villanova. And, you know, NC State created one of the great memes of all time with the crying Piccolo girl. However, Piccolo girl going to be crying again tonight. It's going to be Baylor. It's going to be Baylor. Yeah, it is going to be Baylor in my uh, unbiased estimation. All right, the final game we're going to go with here, guys. We've got Alabama and UCLA. I love this game because I think UCLA is playing on the outside of the Personally, I believe that they're playing the best basketball out of anybody uh, in the tournament right now. And I love the fact that they're playing against an Alabama team that's got the hottest coach in the country. It seems like everything Nate Oates touches right now, Chris, is turning to gold. What are your thoughts on this one, UCLA and Alabama? Yeah, go ahead and turn in the slipper. Cinderella is over. Alabama uh, will dominate UCLA in this one. They're just too good. Like I said, they're so fun to watch. I've called them the the SEC's version of the Golden State Warriors because they just jack up threes. Anybody on any given night can go off for them, and that's kind of like what the Warriors were for that stretch. Uh, whether it's Shackelford, whether it's Petty, uh, Herb Jones is like the Draymond Green where he'll just lock down anybody. He's so good defensively, SEC Defensive Player of the Year, SEC Player of the Year, Alabama big. Kenton, what do you got? I agree. I, I hate to be so chalk. I really love picking an upset, but I'm not going to lie to these fans just for the sake of controversy. The fact of the matter is – Alabama is too deep. And like you said, Ose has been hot as fish grease ever since he called out Coach K. And as a Wolfpack guy, I have got to love somebody calling out Coach K, finally. So thank you, Coach Ose. Hopefully you can return my pick with a win. Jay. Alabama, and they beat Ohio State in the national championship game. It pains me. I've never been an Alabama fan. Never thought I'd be this way. But I am going Alabama over UCLA. Mike, defend your conference or pick Bama, one of the two. I can't. I don't think that UCLA is – I don't think they're very good, to be honest with you. They're playing great ball right now. Mm-hmm. But when they lost Chris Smith before the season, I thought that put a cap on it. I think this game – I think this season ends for them, and I think they lose by double digits. All right, guys, awesome stuff. I want to thank Chris, Ken, Jay, and Mike. Also, our producer, Ross Jackson, always taking care of things on the ones and twos. Make sure you guys check us at Locked On Live. After every single NCAA tournament game, uh, our hosts 
are going to have live reaction, much like Jay's after the Oral Roberts game. If you have not seen that yet, I cannot <laughs> recommend it enough. Go check that out. But go check out Locked On Live, guys. And also go check out all the assortment of podcasts across the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, that will do it for today's show. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at LOBig12. Follow me at Josh Neighbors underscore. And until next time, my friends, please stay safe.